cliffcentral.com. Well, hello, hello, hello there. Of course, when you hear those lovely Tibetan singing bowls, you know that it's time for Beyond Ears and Eyes here on Cliff Central. From me, Liesl Tom, hello, welcome, glad you could join us. To our controller, Palesa Mabuye, how's it go? <laughs> and then, of course, as always, Shemaine Harris with me in studio. Hey, Shemaine. Hello, Liesl. Tom, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm good, thank you. So okay, what are we doing today? You know, in studio we have an amazing woman. Her name is Marina Bota, or Marina Bota, depending on whether you hear in English or Afrikaans, kind of like, you know, you see in color or black and white. Um, but yeah, so I'm being very facetious here, but Marina's an amazing woman because she does, she, she, do, she, she works with different healing modalities. Am I right, Marina? Yes. So welcome to Beyond Ears and Eyes. Good to have you here. Thank you. Mm. Marina, you have a very touching story where your journey started. Won't you tell us about it? Um, Okay, so my journey started 17 years ago when my son Doran drowned when he was one. Um, So that was a big devastation in our lives. Thank you. And... um, yeah, so it was a rocky road. Uh, he died. Um, my mom got um, breast cancer all in the same year. Sure. And uh, we had another baby all in the same year. So it's it's been quite a lot. And from there, it was depression, black hole, getting deeper and deeper in it to a point where it was it's time for healing. Okay. Yeah. What goes through a, a person's mind <clears throat> when you... Lose your child so suddenly As well Did you go through moments where you blamed yourself? Um, I don't think The guilt's ever stopped I think, you know, I was at home He was in the pool Um, You know, you can't explain how That happens, but it happens Um, So the guilt never really Stops, it's learning to live with The ifs and whats and whens And how And to make peace of that at some point To Mm. be able to move forward yeah. So moving forward is one thing But having to still deal with it On a day-to-day basis How do you get through it? Because I'm sure it's not done It's like losing a parent You know, mm. It's like yeah. it, it never stops But like an onion Every time you think you've dealt yeah. with, a, with it yeah. Another layer Absolutely I mean, you, you get good days You know, and you can go weeks And then you wake up one morning And it's like Oh my gosh, it's like he drowned this morning. Mm. You know, you go through those emotions and you see the pictures and you, you feel that. And that I think nobody can take away from you. People say, oh, it will get better. People say, oh, you know, you're doing healing. It will get better. No. And so it never gets better. What about judgment from others? Did you f- ever feel that? Yeah, you've had judgments of people saying, well, you were at home. You know, can't you look after your son? Or why didn't you put on the net? Or, We can ask those questions, you know, according to me, the house was locked up. How he got out, we would never know. That's something that I would take to my grave one day is how did he get out? How did he, why didn't the dogs bark like they normally Mm. do? Why didn't my neighbor look out of his window that morning? You know, there was a little routine going on in the complex and none of that happened on that morning. Mm. I always find that judgment um, 
delays one's healing, you know. So um, if you're not in a situation, it's easy to say, why mm. didn't you, you yeah, know. People um, are so, so quick to judge. Yeah. Yeah, but people don't have an understanding. So, you know, if you don't have an understanding, mm. then you don't know. But that's why we are here speaking about healing in general today. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, it's... it's um, it could be long for some people and it could be short for others. Absolutely. Absolutely. It just depends on the person, um, how quick you want to shift things inside, outside for the healing process. And other people take longer. And I think there's no set time set time for anybody to heal. You can't go and tell somebody, you know, it's going to take you six months to heal and then you must be healed and Hallelujah, you're all over it. But don't you find that in our society, people want to put a deadline mm. to others' mm. mourning? They want to say, okay, it's been two years now. When are yes. you going to get over it? Yeah. And, and that's only, don't we get attached to that, that thought of, you know, I, I have to get over it? I yeah. I, it's not helpful at all. Tell us. No, I think um, my experience, the two-year mark is the worst mark you can ever have. And in the first two years, I think you live in this like dream. Okay, he's going to come through the door any minute. Oh. Um, you know, you go to the grave and it's like, oh, no, he'll come back. It's fine. And then that two-year mark hits and it's like, oh, my gosh, reality sets in. So when your reality sets in at two years, people are like, it's been two years now. Come, come. You know, mm-hmm. it needs to be done and dusted. Then the hard work starts of acceptance and grieving. Um, and, and a lot of people don't understand that. And going through the five steps of and mourning. And then go your, through your grieving stages. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That sounds so scary. You know, mm. for for me sitting at home thinking this just happened to me or something similar just happened to me, mm. whether it be a child or a husband or wife, um, you know, or mm. whatever. And you are saying, wait for the two-year mark. Mm. While I'm putting myself under pressure to get over it now, because we do that, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm supposed to get over my my grief like that, you know. Yeah. In, in an well, that's instant. your perception, isn't it? To and, get through yeah. things quickly, but yeah. actually, no, you, you shouldn't. You shouldn't rush it. What happens if you try and force the process through? You know, to well, speed up. Hit you somewhere down the line. You know, we um, we build. Patterns and scripts and we tell ourselves, oh, no, it will be better in six months time. You need to be healed. And and then 10 years down the line, something triggers another child dies and it Mm. throws you right back to the day your child dies. So if you rush it, it's going to come and get you at some point in your life. Mm. So, you know, take your time. Could it manifest in other ways like, uh, say, suddenly you become panicky or insomnia or obsessive compulsive disorders, stuff she's like looking, that. Did you see she's looking at me? I am not. <laughs> I am, I am. Is there something you want to say? <laughs> you know, because when you internalize it somewhere, it, it, it has to come out. Yeah. Um, it will come out in different ways. But OCD is not one of those ways. Please Absolutely tell her. Not. Thank you. <laughs> that's, that's just a point of view that you've girls got here. <laughs> So after Doran died, you went into this deep depression, which is so understandable. I think anyone who has a child Mm. can relate to that dark place where we know we will go if something had to happen to our child. Mm. 
How did you get out of it? Um, this is not going to sound very nice, but I'm going to say it in any case. So. I got more angry, more angry, and more resentful to the point where I sat in front of my doctor and said, I think I want to kill my husband because I'm so angry and so hurt and I don't feel that I'm being hurt. And she looked at me, she's like, right, we hit that black hole. So let's start, you know, and the antidepressant started and the healing process starts. So you get to a point where there's just, you can't see hope. You can't see the light. You can't. Um, and I think a lot of people don't even recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, but once you're there and you, you know, it's, then you realize you need help, any kind of help. So that anger, was it, it wasn't directed at your husband, was it? Was it just part of the grieving? Was it the anger? Absolutely. Uh, you, you're angry at the world. You're angry at God. God. You know, it's like, how dare you? I mean, I didn't go to church for 14 years because I was like, you took my, you took my son. Mm. Never mind the girls that he blessed me with and my stepchildren he blessed me with, but you took my son. And um, so that anger stand, that anger is at everybody, you know. Mm. I would go to the graveyard and there's another funeral and I'm angry. And you go there and you see a little boy throwing a tantrum in the shopping center and the mom smacks his bum and you're like, don't hit him. You know, mm. how dare you? Mm. And and they look at you like, oh, mad person. But that, those things then, and, and it's out of your control. Before you know it, you react to somebody and they think you're a bit of a nutcase. Yeah. But then also something huge happened during that time. You just said you had a child in that same year when you, your baby died. Yes. So how was that experience? You just lost one. Now you have a new one. What kind of transferal goes on, you know? Well, uh, that was a bit of a shock to the system. Um, and then I was an upset mom. I, I couldn't look after her. Mm-hmm. You know, Katie was born. I didn't know how to look after her. And I didn't, you know, it's, it's not like I didn't want her. But, but the bonding was... But the bonding wasn't there because I was still grieving for Doran. And then I got presented with Katie and I was like, okay, now I need to make the best of it. And I just could not. So people say, oh, can you remember first four, first, fifth, six years of her life? No, I can't. That's mm-hmm. a complete... Blank, you know, and and that of course created its own stuff. Another now, set of guilt. Yes. Yeah, I wasn't there for her, and uh, and now you know those things are coming out years later too because I couldn't heal then, mm. and I didn't heal her. So now healing for her is now taking starting to take place. I mean, I can feel for you because what you were in your twenties. When, Late twenties, you know. So yeah. I mean, you were a young woman, and you don't. We don't somehow come equipped with all the knowledge and know-how. Yes. I mean, I wish we, we could. I mean, wouldn't it just be awesome if you could have the knowledge of a 50-year-old at 20-something? At 18. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you know, even if you have the knowledge, I mean, you don't listen, mm-hmm. first of all, and unless you've experienced that, nobody can tell you, even at that age, uh, don't worry, it's going to get better or do it like this or do it like that because it, this is your journey, mm. your journey that you've got to work and walk. Yeah. That phrase, it's going to get better. What do you make of that phrase? You too, Liesl. Hmm. What do you make of that phrase? It's going to get better. Well, I think it comes from a good place. It comes from people's mm. absolute ineptness to deal with raw, naked emotions. Mm. You know, we as a society are... Ignoring, if, if, if you, if you take a, a line and all the so-called bad emotions, anger, 
jealousy, frustration are mm. below that line. We as a society only want to live above the line. We mm. never go, mm. we, we don't want to acknowledge that we go down. And that is why, you know, when you have kids, and you will know this, um, Marina, you have to teach them the labels for all the emotions mm. and tell them it's okay to feel angry. It's okay because yes. people are not comfortable with the with the below the line emotions. Mm. And when they say to you it is going to get better, it is because they don't know what else to say. Absolutely. They're trying to mm. help you heal, mm-hmm. but they just not equipped. Mm. Marina, I, what do you think? Yeah, and I think it comes from a place of love and nurturing and protection. You know, people just want to protect you and love you and say it, it's going to get better because you can't really say to a person who's grieving, oh, it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm. I mean, that's just not something you say. So you see it where it's come from. You know, it's coming from that place of love. Mm. You don't, you just don't believe it because you can't, you can't see it. Yeah. But so, did it. Did it make you angry when people said that to you? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I remember I was sitting at a grave um, the one day and I had my Coke and my chocolate because that was my peaceful place. And the one woman who was at a funeral, she came, she put her hand on my back and she said, don't worry, it will get better. Oh, and I thought, <gasps> oh my word. How dare you? You know, mm. and I understand where she came from. Mm. And she was just, but at that, that was just not the right moment. Mm-mm. But that happens. You know, and you need to have an understanding also for those people who's trying to help. Yeah, and and what you say rings uh, it, it rings true, Liesl, because people are very uncomfortable just witnessing it. Um, I, I remember a, a specific um, time where I was going through a divorce, and my friends, some of them, they the one would come and say, okay, they had this. Um, um, a relay where mm. the one would stay and the other one would go, the one would stay, the other one. And then, um, I remember some of them were just like, I can't, I can't look at this. Mm. I just mm. cannot see mm. somebody this flawed because it kind of reminds you of how vulnerable you are mm. and, and, and what you're saying about teaching your children to accept and, mm. and embrace, um, and look at what whatever it is that you're feeling. I think that's going to open the door f- for for future generations to go like, this is this is the norm. This is how it should be. We should mm. move between both, um, you know, top and bottom lines. I, I also think it's because, and Marina, tell me, you know, where you think I'm wrong. It's because we are conditioned to try and fix things. Mm-hmm. Now, if you are grieving, nothing anyone can say. Is going to fix, fix it. That. No. And that is why I think, or, or it's part of why people can't witness yeah. someone suffering because mm. they want to fix it. They, yeah. they can't just be a compassionate bystander and, and just hold the space for you. Yeah. Mm. Like a Araya Mountain dreamer, she says, yeah. <laughs> I want you to sit. Mm. You know, with that pain, I want you to sit with me yeah. during that moment where I'm, and it makes so much sense yeah. because you don't really need someone to say anything. No. Um, once you've gone through something like that, you understand when someone says to you, Oh, it's going to get better. You go like, cause some of it just never gets better. It just, you'd learn how to work with yeah. it. Yeah, and you learn how to live with it too. Yeah. yeah. Marina, you subsequently, Became a life coach Was it a little bit of the wounded healer? Do you find that your your clients um, suffer or, or grapple 
with issues similar to yours or not so much? Um, yes or no. Uh, you get, uh, they say you do, you attract what you do. Mm. So it depends on where you are in life. If you go through, when I went through my divorce, I attract clients who went through relationship problems. Um, I went through a stage where, like, who am I? And try and find that. Then you attract clients to, who, oh, I don't know who I am. So it's amazing. So, so yes or no, you get clients that comes for the op thing, I'm not coping at work, but generally you get clients that's in the same space as you at that moment. I'm a Martha Beck life coach and um, people who know me will know that I don't freely share my story okay. on air, so to speak. So Shimone is smiling very broadly. <laughs> and one of the things Martha always says is you can only coach someone if you've been there. She puts it far better than me. She's got a, yeah. a, a, a knack for words. But, but she says that you can only only if you can relate yeah. can you help someone. Absolutely. So so coaching gave me the tools. So when I did the coaching journey and I started it, it gave me the tools and the questions to ask people that's been through what I've been through so that they can shift quicker. So I wish maybe years ago I had a coach. Um, so the coaching definitely gave me the tools. Yeah. You're listening to Beyond Ears and Eyes on Cliff Central. With us in studio is Marina Buerta. Marina, but when you went to study life coaching, you didn't set out to become a coach and a healer, did you? No. <laughs> no, no. This was all selfishly for me. It was you hit uh, that black hole and then it was like... All right, I've got to do something. And funny enough, I got an email to say, hi, would you like to be a volunteer for a coach? And I was like, no, why would I be a volunteer if I can be a coach? And that's how it started. I went for the course, but to heal me. And subsequently to that, I became a coach, which I'm very grateful for. And uh, healing started the same way. It was never to go and heal other people. It was only always about me and how I can support myself and then support my children. Interesting. I'd never have thought that healing could come from you know, going for a life coach course or anything. I mean, see, yeah, 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 yeah. you're missing a few steps there. So between becoming <laughs> a life coach and starting healing, just color it in a little bit more for, for, for Shemaine. <laughs> Thank you. <Lisa. laughs> oh, I need some color too. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are laughing, but I mean, it's, it's just like, I'm going, Oh, I need life skills. When I, when I think of uh, coaching, mm. I go like life skills, mm. you know, I don't, go internal healing yes does it make sense uh, absolutely I, it's, it, I know it's, it's very uh, peripheral of me maybe to think that way but that would be my first inclination so for me life coaching started dealing from external to internal so life coaching asks the right questions um, you know we all we're brought up with scripts and patterns in your life you know you do the same routines every day and your same belief System is like that. So coaching comes and says, okay, but what about this and what about that and what happens here and what? So then you think, oh, wow. Okay. So externally going to go internal and heal that. Then when I started the healing process, that started from inside out. So for me, the combination is, is awesome. So I hope that answers the question. So you work with, you work with both of them before we go anywhere. Yeah. Yeah, maybe yeah. we should just mention that. 
you do different modalities. I mean, yes. you started off with nursing, um, and now obviously you're a life coach, but you also do body bars, which we hope. Sorry to interrupt you. Please, please hold that thought. <laughs> I'm but holding. You were a nurse, so you've always been interested in healing, healing. of sorts. Yeah, I love people. Um, I so I'm so glad you said that. I've, I'm finding a lot of people saying I don't like people. Oh gosh, now I love people. Oh cool. Yeah. Haven't you heard that lately? Where people I are like, have, I, you I know, do not like people. But, but I, go, negative, I don't understand. The negative things that come out of some people's mouths just drive me crazy. There's an American expression, which uh, I know this is Cliff Central and I know we can say it, but I, <laughs> I am not allowing myself ever to say anything like that. But it's basically mm. cursing your own life. Why would people do that? Mm. Yeah, by well, saying that I like people, it's amazing what you put out in the universe, yeah. hey? Yeah, and then that's what you get. Yeah, yeah. So nursing started. I loved. I loved people. Um, I loved nursing. That was a great passion, and um, sad that I didn't continue with that. But it also, I suppose, had to be for where I am today. Mm-hmm. So I still have that. I think too much compassion sometimes in my in my coaching sessions. But I have that, and I can carry those people with that energy. And I think that sometimes it's not about what I ask, it's just about being there and supporting them. And having too much compassion. Did you want to yeah, say I something? Yeah, I wanted to ask, okay, is there ahead. such a thing as too much compassion? And, and how does it affect you then? You know, aren't you like, oh, tired, don't want to do this anymore? <laughs> it's not about tired and don't want to do this. It's, yes, I'm tired because I'm taking on your energy mm-hmm. and I'm holding that. And you do get very tired. But I can't think of anything else that I would rather want to do mm-hmm. than to do what I'm doing. Right. Yeah. So, so that you do, and then you also do, well, the um, the body processes, uh, uh, one, and then you do antenaea. That is my word. I was blessed with that <laughs> word because so well. I can never remember that. I have to write that word down <laughs> before I can say it, and almost phonetically as well. Uh, right? Totally. <laughs> antenaea. What, what's that? So, so with the with the holistic healing, I do bars, access bars. I do the antenaea massage, which is part of the body processes, mm-hmm. um, and then. And I do the antenae. And the antenae is a massage technique um, where you then work on the physical, emotional, and spiritual body. And that with the training that we got was to access blocks in your body mm. where you store trauma. And with clearing statements, then we can assist bringing that to the surface, looking at it, um, and then, you know, that becomes part of the healing. I mean, I don't know if I can refer back when we had our session. Yeah. And we got to a point where I said to you, you know, we at the age of 14. There were several. Um, I, I might as well. <laughs> you ousted me now, so I'm going. <laughs> <laughs> Some things just don't remain sacred in the studio. Um, but anyway, yes, I went for, for a, an Antonia session. Um, obviously so that I know what I'm talking about and, and to see whether, you know, if people want to do this, that there's some, something there. Um, and yes, there were spots, you know, where, and, and wherever she, she had the, look, let me just say half of the time I was so missing. It was like I was on another uh, plane. 
But there were spots when you asked questions and you said age that and age that and age that. And, and I could identify. And it's so amazing because you don't go keeping tabs on when you got hurt. Mm. But the minute she said those ages, it clicked in. It, I knew exactly what, what the triggers were um, at, at those. And the triggers were from... From childhood to, to adulthood and it was from, uh, family to, uh, to work issues, you know, so, um, I, I thought that was really in, incredible. Mm. So I didn't quite, you know, believe it, but I thought, oh well. And then the 14 year old, this is what I want to say, that was amazing. When I looked at my 14 year old with, 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 uh, different eyes, I never could have seen it because she did this method. Or this process, <laughs> the Antonia process. When I say she, she's in studio. <laughs> and then she did that uh, together with the coaching. And so, so the, the, the little girl was there. You know, I never saw myself as, as the little girl. Is that the, your inner child? The, no, no, the 14 year old, the teenager. But and, the teenage Shemaine. Yes, you. Yes, okay. and then uh, we went through a process there. I'm not going to bore you with it. But I saw that as such a brave little girl with such incredible knowledge. And I was like, I love that child. She's mm. lovely. Do you know what I mean? That transferal of uh, love for someone else, it happened for, for me. So Because I, I look at a 14-year-old and I just want to eat them up. Mm. I know they have hormones rampant, but... Mm. You know, I, I do too. I'm an older woman, so I get it. <laughs> Liam's turning 14 soon, Aww. so I, I, I love the 14-year-olds too. But um, there's a little bit there of, of the self-love and the compassion for self that yeah. I'm hearing. Is, yeah. that, is that what you do? Absolutely. So in, in coaching, we often go to the child, back to the child where the trauma started, because you need to go and heal that child. You need to tell that child that she's or he is loved and nurtured and things will be okay. Mm. And how do you do that? Is that like a uh, guided meditation? Is it? It's a guided, guided meditation where we then get you in a meditate state and then I say, okay, the adult can now go and visit the child. So you find that spot where the child is playing or sitting um, and you take the adult back and the adult and child actually have a conversation. And it's great healing takes place there because it's like, wow, the child realizes, oh, things will be okay going forward. And the adult can actually go and make peace with mm. things are okay. And what it did for me, though, was it calmed me down mega. As in, like, there's a stillness. It was a beautiful experience. I, 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 half of the things you did, Marina, I do not remember because it was like I was there, but I was not there. Well, another thing, uh, seeing as you have now been outed as uh, mm-hmm. having undergone, and I want to try this word, word antenea. Treatment Technique treatment Yes You The first time I saw you After that You looked Different I mean you obviously Looked like yourself And you were still beautiful But you were It was amplified And then she Marina Told me about something That you do called An Energy facelift But no You're you're running with that thing Because now people Are going to think I had a face No but darling It's Let Marina explain (laughs) Okay that's one of the Body processes Isn't it That's that's one of the Body processes That we do Which I did not have Which you didn't have it No But you looked like I'm going I'm going there You looked exquisite But tell me about this I'm going No you must You must Mm -hmm. come It's awesome So we we do We do the uh, Facial Just with energy work 
And it's also just putting clearing, you know, we do clearing statements, we do some formulas, zero sum of trauma is one of the formulas that we put in to take the trauma out Mm -hmm. of the cells of your body. Say that again, zero sum of trauma. Yes. Okay. Okay. So when we work on the face or any anywhere for the body for that matter, we take the trauma out and there's loads of formulas. I'm not going to get into detail because I can be here then all day. But just with the energy in the hands, we then shift those formulas and um, I showed Charmaine a picture. Incredible. I'll show you. Let me show you while you talk to her. A picture that's after a session with a client and how she shifted and just looked so much lighter. And that was in with within one session. That was one session. But it's not the same for everyone. It's not the same for everyone. Okay. It it depends on how your body, of course, reacts to these body processes. You know, you might have a great reaction or it's going to take you longer to react. Yeah. Marina, we recently spoke to an Ayurvedic teacher, and she had this very stunning phrase. I'm not sure if she coined it, but that phrase is sticking for me. She said, we carry our issues in our tissues. Is that part of what your system work on? Absolutely. Sure. I'm looking at these photos, and Jermaine, I think we need to put this up on our Facebook page. Dude, no. Uh, no, no, no. That's someone's face. Yes, yes. Sorry, I was speaking bef- before if I. One of I, us it's do amazing. this, then we can do it. You know, if you go for yours or I go for mine, then you it's, know. Let me just describe it this. It's a it's a lady, um, very kind eyes, smiling but quite wrinkled, and in the next. In the in the the after photo, she looks. The wrinkles are markedly less. Totally, hey! I went wow when I saw it. There's a there's a uh, almost an inner radiance that comes out. Yes. So yeah. did she go for this this um, energy facial? Yes. So tell me about it now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, it's difficult to explain. Um, I would almost invite you to come for one, but it's literally just holding the energy on the face and put a bit of pressure on the face, putting the formulas in, putting the clearing statements in, and that's an hour process. And, um, you know, having it myself, you actually can't describe what happens. Like you said, you can't describe what happens with Antonia. You need to come and feel it and experience it. Yeah. And there are no scalpels involved. No scalpels, whatsoever. no, nothing. No. But I have to say, looking at that photo, the mm. results are marked. I, I, I yes. hate the word incredible because mm. it, it, it almost says that there's something that you cannot believe. Yes. And I feel as, 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 as a believer that you, you can almost believe anything. So yeah. incredible. But I would almost use that word there because it's, you know. It is a beautiful picture, hey? It is That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But she also did another body process with you where, where she went through trauma. Yes. Um, excessive yeah. trauma. Yeah. And uh, do you want to tell that story? Yeah. So, um. Was, was that before or after this picture? No, that was before. So, okay. so we've done, so I've done the Antonia with her, her three sessions. Um, and then just after that, she was held at gunpoint, um, hijacking. And Ooh. she phoned and said, oh, this has happened. And I said, right, come in for bars um, because the bars takes all the clutter out of the headspace. So I said, come for bars. Let's just take the clutter out. Let's just calm you down. And so she came for bars. And so when you say bars, I'm going, what is that? Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's two things I think of. One is hitting a drinking hole. 
and the other one is hitting the gym. Uh, what, what is a bar in your fucking operation? Oh. <laughs> I wasn't even there. You're so clever. So bars is just different points in the headspace that we hold and also putting in formulas, clearing statements, but it's also just decluttering the brain. It's like taking all, it's literally decluttering and taking out all the nonsense and you can just think again and you can feel again and just like reprogram. If I can put it like that, unbelievable sounds, unbelievable. Is 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 that a bit like uh, closing all the tabs on your computer or or, or closing all the apps on your phone? Because that's what I very yeah. often say to people. Because the faster our lives get, the more we, the more overwhelmed we get, the more we tend to forget. Yeah. And then I say to people, if your phone, if all your if all your apps are open on your phone, that phone gets slow. Yes. Mm. So that's it. So it's, you put all these information in, but you never declutter your brain. So the boss is just coming to declutter, make space for new possibilities to come into your mm. life. But then how does that help with the trauma? Because, I mean, uh, uh, closing something or closing all those uh, apps, um, uh, but, but the phone fell. You know, so because yes. for me, like that kind of a trauma is like that phone fell, dude. It did, it did, but it also just calmed her. So it took that extra edge of the panic, took that away. Uh, okay. So we, we released her from the panic of, oh my gosh, he could have shot me. Oh, he took my wallet. He took, and he's just like, okay, I can breathe. I can see what happened. I can deal with that. And that's what the boss did for her. So did it help with the panic uh, attacks? Because I'm Absolutely. sure you get panic attacks after yeah. that. I don't know how you don't. Mm. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, she phoned me often. She said, I don't know what you did. I don't want to know, but I'm coming back. And subsequently, she comes once a month religiously. Mm-hmm. And uh, she'll phone me and say, look, all right, I um, can feel I'm fizzling out. And then we just do bars Re-energize. again. Re-energize her. You, you, I'm going to ask you now. <laughs> you do this on your child. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you must obviously trust it. So um, what – what? because for me, doing it on a child would mean the child is stressed or they have ADHD, and so you're able to calm them down. So what do you yes. do? You know, and, and uh, is it safe for kids? Very safe for children. Yes. So, I mean, I, I've had it done and I won't do it to others if I haven't had it done mm-hmm. on me. So I know the effect of it. And, and my, Isabella can be, she is Isabel- a busy child. Yeah. Isabella in, is in studio, by the way. Yes. So she is a busy child. This child is a model <laughs> child. See what the boss did. <laughs> She's sitting quietly. So, so do you, do you want to tell us, Isabella? Is it okay, Lee? Yes. Yeah. If, if, do you want to tell do you want us to what join it, our conversation? What it does when your mom does the bars? So just go, go stand next to, to your mum there. Yeah. So anyway, so the bars is like, uh, you know, I don't know. The the uh, say again, the energy points on the on the on the head. Yeah, so on there's the, yes. yeah, different points. So uh-huh. what does your mom do to you, and how does it feel? She like heals me, and like she relaxes me, and then like she just makes me feel calm. But how does she do it? Explain it to someone who is blind. She would play calming music and she would put me on like a bed and then she would start like at like your feet and she would just start like healing your feet and then Does she touch you? She like touches and then she has to like hold the position and then she would move up to your head and then like mm-hmm. yeah. And does she play music over your body as well? Yes. Um what's it called again? 
nothing that you symbols, yeah. yeah, the symbols. Okay. But when do you feel you need to do that, Bella? When I'm mostly like sick, or when I'm having like a struggling week and I'm not coping. You mean with with school or friends or what? Um, you could say school or like most of the trips that me and my sister do out by ourselves. Okay, so it de-stresses you. Yes. Okay. Would you would you say to somebody else, uh, yeah, it's a good thing, go and try it. Yes. Okay, out of the mouth of babes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Bella. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's the other thing also with the, with the Antonia thing. Mm-hmm. She does the musical stuff as well. So okay. kind of like what Francois does with the bells and okay. stuff, not to that extent, yes. but that that um, element is in there. And does it include? Smells and sounds and color, all the, 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 do you use all the senses? Yes, so uh, we use oils um, that we, uh, that our trainer um, made, all the different oils, chakra oils, and, and we use sounds and we use sprays, and sprays we use to clear the room and invite possibilities. And we have a great spray to ground you. It's very important to be grounded after such a session. Otherwise, you'll be floating somewhere. Mm. Um, so it's very important. So we use the oils and the sprays to support what we've done on the body. And and that's very powerful. When you say floating somewhere, now, you know, like I'm going through, through. <laughs> You've been floating somewhere. Is that the yeah, that that space mean? between sleep and awake? <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's very you can you can get very spicy, you can get very spicy because I think magic is happening and not everybody understands that. So you can, if you're not grounded properly, you can feel a bit spicy for mm-hmm. a day or so, or not. It just depends on your body. Marina, I just want to ask you, going back to, for 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 lack of a better term, closing all the all the apps, all the tabs, the 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 access bars. Yes. What advice do you have for someone at home listening, thinking, oh, but I think I am, uh, I am, I, I need to defrag. How can they do that at home? Hmm. Or do they have to come help? to you? <laughs> yeah, with, with, without coming to you. Is there, is there not a few steps that perhaps you can suggest? Well, I think the, the most important step is to realize that you are stressed and acknowledge it. If you don't do, the acknowledgement of I am stressed, then you can do what you want, but you're going to feel frizzled. Um, and no, go. I'm just thinking now. Now somebody goes, a, t- a typical person goes like, I'm acknowledging the stress. I'm really so it's just going to make it worse. So I'd rather not make you know. I'd make like it's not there. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, well, so a lot of people just do that, don't that they? Yeah. yeah, because we think if we acknowledge it, it's yeah. going to make it worse. Yeah. Well, look. Um, I don't think it will make it worse. I think it will, you will be aware of it. You'll be conscious of it. And I think you need consciousness and mm-hmm. you need awareness to start healing anything. Okay. So that's just not going to happen. All right. So Is it a bit like, like an alcoholic who first step is to have to admit that there's a problem? Yeah, absolutely. And the problem is just not going to go away. Well, that's going to take thing. work and efforts and, and that takes time. Yeah. yeah, and that's what uh, there's. A, there are two sc- uh, schools of thought around healing. Some people say it can happen in an instant, and others think no, you need to work at it. So, where does one find the balance or the in between? 
It's, I suppose it's up to the individual. Mm-hmm. You, you can't say who's going to take how long to heal. I mean, I can only speak of personal experience, and my healing has taken 14, 15, 17, 18 years now, mm-hmm. and it just continues. Right. So you are still in the healing process. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't think that will ever end. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's an interesting perspective because not many people, well, I I wouldn't think that living your life, going through your life, learning your lessons, dealing with the challenges is also part of your healing process. But it is. It is. Absolutely. Hmm. Yeah. That's amazing. I'm not, I'm not, you know. It's very, it's very seldom that Shemaine is quiet. So let's just enjoy it and carry on our conversation. <laughs> My mouth is, is just, you know. So, so talk about it because you do the, the, the oils according to the chakra. So when you do the, the, the body, one body process thing where you do the massages that Bella loves. So, um, you use different, <laughs> you use different colored oils. Yes. Why is that important? Why can't it just be one color oil? Well, I'm going to speak on correction here, but my point of view is that we use the oils to balance out our chakras, Mm -hmm. um, and that's why we use those oils. So how would you know which oil to use? Well, I I would not know. I go on what the training I got. So we get training on the chakras are different colors, and they have different meanings, Mm -hmm. and the oils have been developed according to But how would you know if a client comes to you that they have a problem with that specific chakra uh, You've got ways and means I mean I've got my pendulum And I see which chakra is Blocked or open She's and looking at me because I've got a pendulum Yeah, We recently did an interview about pendulums oh, And Shemaine yeah. loved it And then we got a, a pendulum yeah. And she plays with it all the time No, not you all do. No, it's not true <laughs> <laughs> I haven't so since yeah. like a month ago <laughs> Shut up <laughs> No, it's not true no, yeah. Listen to me yeah, so I work with the pendulum so that I can see where they where the client is blocked and uh-huh. I can work with that then if um I get the info and and then I you know will give them the supporting oil if they want I would never force it on somebody mm-hmm. um to help them and I've used the oils so then you would use the the corresponding the co- the color. color oil that corresponds with that specific chakra yes and then afterwards you spray red to ground them yes. Yeah. So if if it is for for example the red chakra the mm. the, the base chakra that has the problem. Yes. Uh, do you then ground them afterwards too? Yep. Aren't they going to be yeah. stuck to earth? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Goodness. I don't believe this. I thought you were being serious. Yeah. We are serious. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm going now. <laughs> Yeah. So, but but you should try it because she works on three different levels. She works on the body, um, and the, the what physical, is the what? emotional, and spiritual. There body. we go. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. We have to go now. We are so out of time. No, it's just because she said she wants to leave, right? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, actually, it's the, first time, it's the first time I've managed to chase away a client, a guest, a guest, not a client, a guest. <laughs> actually, you know, you, uh, yeah, she, she's very good. She's she's. Very well managed. Grew up really well. Her dad should be proud of you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Marina, you, it was great having you here. Where can Thank people you. get a hold of you? Can I give out your, your website? Yes. And then they can yeah. go and read and see everything there. It's like it's www. 
Who, yeah. who still says WWW? <laughs> you just dub, dub, dub. Okay, it's blueangels.co.za. Yes. Yeah, and there, there you. you'll find everything. So blueangels.co.za. I have a question about the name, but I'll ask you once the microphones are off. Otherwise, Palesa is going to hit me over the head. Palesa, I'm sorry. Marina, thank you very much. Bella, thank you for joining in the conversation. Shemaini, it's been you. fun. Thanks so much. From me, Liesl Tom. Cheers. Yep, from me. Thank you too. Also for you listening at home or wherever you are in your car, thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm Shemaine Harris. Have a good week. This is CliffCentral.com.